Welcome back to another episode of Unemployed with Anna Roisman. It's Sunday, so I feel extremely unemployed today. I'm here with Ellen Burke. I'm here. Ellen, employed Ellen, how are you? Employed Ellen. I I actually worked a bit today. I went on a location scout, which wow. I haven't done in like over a year. I don't remember the last time I right, went on a Right, because it's all been scout. like digital and remote. <laughs> yeah. Um and there are a lot of things that I'm, I'm like rusty with, like I totally forgot like, oh, like gear equipment places are only open for like this amount of time. And just oh, like yeah. all of these little like details that I'm like, I'm like remembering now. Mm-hmm. They'll but come yeah. back. It's like getting up, getting back up on the bike. No, the horse. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the bike, the horse. <laughs> one of those. One of those. Yeah, Both you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah. I had a very busy week. It was very funny, actually, because Jared was off this week. He was on hiatus, as they say in the entertainment biz. Oh, and, I love it. Uh, and I had like more work than like I had like all these shows and I had a shoot. And I had like all this stuff. So he was um, I was like, I'm sorry that you're having a lovely week off. But like I have my busiest week I've had in a long time. So it so was you're going to have to work extra hard. P.A. Jared. <laughs> yeah. PA, you know, P.A. Jared. He wasn't off completely. He was still the P.A. You know what I mean? Like he's bringing you water. He's he's set up. Yeah. Yeah, your yeah. Back. Yeah. So today when I did an improvised dance to a Backstreet Boys song, he was like, can you I'm working. And I was like, I'm just feeling the vibe right now. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not a PA back. You know what I mean? Like, it's not reciprocated. Right. I'm obnoxious when he's working. <laughs> yeah. Just now I'm like, Jared. And he, he doesn't answer when he's just busy. He's like, I'm do I'm working. I'm like, can you even hear me? You have headphones. And he goes, yeah, I'm listening to music to not hear you. <laughs> Fuck my yeah. life. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Ellen, I wanted to talk to you about something because I thought this was very, very interesting. Yeah, tell uh, me about it. I follow an account. They're a great account. Shout out to Anti-Racism Daily. Um, you know, this summer when people were protesting and everyone wanted to learn more about being an anti-racist, I thought it was a cool account. They were like posting really good resources. So I followed them. And today they posted a whole thing about ending unpaid internships. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so funny, even reading that sentence, like having been an unpaid intern in a couple internships, yeah. I'm like, wait, I didn't even know back then there were paid internships. Like, oh, I yeah. thought, you know what I mean? Like, that was like, not her. It was like college credit or nothing. Like, I didn't realize people were actually paid for them, which makes sense. They were you're- very, very, uh, yeah, nobody had a paid internship that I knew of. <laughs> no. And like, I guess if they were paid, they were paid shitty because this whole thing started because Condé Nast, huge company, Condé Nast, I've worked for them. You've probably worked for Condé Nast. Like, I've shot stuff with them before. Actually, um, I haven't worked for them, but yeah, a lot of people have. Um, well, apparently they are resuming their internship program after shutting down it due to a class action lawsuit in 2013. That's mm-hmm. many years later. Um, it's funny because I don't know. I don't, I mean, maybe I skimmed through this pretty fast, but I don't think they're, I don't know that they're coming back with paid internships. They must be at this point. If there was a lawsuit against them, it must be paid in some way. But people sued them for not getting paid enough for their work. I remember, I think it was a few years ago, I started hearing that 
internships, especially I think in New York, across the board, were becoming paid internships. Like, yeah. Well, apparently, still forty three percent of internships at for profit companies are unpaid. That's according to the Washington Post. Yeah, that's surprising because I feel like that they had there was a fallout a few years ago over unpaid internships and how they're not okay. Yeah. It's insane because as an intern, I feel like, didn't you work? We work harder than people at the fucking company. I was like working my ass off as an unpaid intern. Yeah, exactly. It's not (laughs) like you're just sitting around like learning. Yeah. No, they're like making you do the bitch work they don't want to do. And it's like, if you're smart enough to pay attention to the other shit going on in the office, then you will learn. Otherwise, you're just like busy doing bullshit. Um, But it's funny because it says how unpaid internships are are a privilege because someone else, some other money has to be coming in for you to live your life. And there's there's totally for privileged people. Yeah, there's no way that a regular person who doesn't have support from their family can work an unpaid internship, go to school and like pay for rent. It's it's, yeah. And like no one told us that in college and stuff. Like they were just like, yeah, well that's how you get into our industry. Like you get an internship, you make contacts, you move on. I'm like, it wasn't that fucking smooth. And the only way (laughs) I could do the unpaid internship was to work in restaurants. And that's when I started working in restaurants. So I would do the internship like three, four days a week. And then I'd work at the restaurant every night to like make money. So that was like, that was hard, you know, like, did you have to do something like that? Or like, um, I think I had, I had not that many internships. I had maybe two or three, I'm pretty sure one of them was paid. It was the through the Tribeca Film Institute. Mm. And I think they paid me, but it was like so, so little. It was yeah. like minimum wage when and it But it was wage. to say we paid you. Yeah. <laughs> to shut we, you up. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't not enough to like live off of. Um yeah. So I was like constantly searching for real jobs while I was at this internship. Um, I had a couple and it's funny to think back. I'm like, I never advanced at any of the companies I had unpaid internships at production companies. Uh, One was like a casting agency. And then in the restaurant world, I was always moving up and like working more. You know what I mean? It was just like, wait, this is this is the disconnect is like I'm working here for fucking free and you're not even offering me anything in the future. Like you're not, you know, it was just, I don't know. It's disheartening. Yeah. Intern internships never really worked out for me in, in terms of like, you know, like a networking thing. Like I never got offered a job through an internship or, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I put somebody from the internship on our, like a reference page, right. but it wasn't really helpful. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it worked out for some people, but not for me. But this no. is crazy. This So this post says that interns from W and the New Yorker sued, saying yeah. they were paid a dollar an hour I to organize accessories uh. in the fashion closet. That's insane. That's crazy. That is wild. At a huge company like that, it's just like everyone's getting taken advantage. And it talks about your worth and knowing your worth. And I feel like when you get out of an internship and it's time to go get a big girl job, you don't necessarily know what to ask for because you're like, I'm coming from nothing. Anything feels good. And that's not how we should be taught. Like we should, you should know what like a, a decent starting salary is. So many people are, I think, taken advantage of because... Uh, 
they will work for free. And then companies will see that, especially the ones who are getting hired at those companies. They'll see that. Well, you just worked for free. How about we give you $30,000 this year? And you think that's huge. And then like, you know, it's so, it's so messed up. I hope we end all unpaid internships. If you're doing work for someone, even if it's fucking bullshit, like putting away accessories in a closet, you should be paid at least minimum wage for that. Like at least, at least. And if you're an employer, don't do that shitty unpaid <laughs> crap. No. Don't pay somebody a dollar an hour to do real work. Come on. Right? It's, uh, yeah, it's not right. It's not right. Um, I do, w- I can't wait for the day though. Ellen, I will one day get revenge over my unpaid internship at the casting office. I want to audition for this casting director so, so badly. I can't believe I haven't been in. Like, I'm going to make it my goal this year to audition for her. She does feature films. She's a big name. Uh, and I just want to go in and audition for her. And, uh, and she won't remember me, I'm sure, because this was like a long, long time ago. But I'll be like, remember when I was your intern? <laughs> it's your pretty woman member uh, moment. Yeah. Pretty pretty woman moment. It will yeah. be my moment. Like, I am waiting for this day. It's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And I'm going to like... I'm not going to like book. She probably will not book me, actually, even if I'm amazing because of this information. But it has to be said. Yeah. Thank you. Thank That'll you so much. That'll be quite a moment. That'll yeah. be quite a moment. Our guest is here. I'm so excited for our guest today. She is a longtime friend of mine. Uh, she's one of the funniest people I've known for years, and I'm so, so thrilled she's here. Also, you got to listen to her new pod, Famously Dumped. I'm on an episode, so you better go listen to that and all the other ones. Also, a very funny stand-up comedian, Morgan Miller, is with us today. Hi. Hi. Hello. <laughs> I love. The crowd oh. goes wild. They're screaming in yes. I know. Um, yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. You know, you emailed me and you were like, I want to do your pot. I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I probably, uh, sometimes you don't think, you know, and you're, of like, course. Never asked. Well, do you want to know something <laughs> impressive? You're going to be episode 60. A, a zero, 60 is exciting. You're going to be that a six zero. That's a yeah. lot of episodes. Congratulations to you. Thank you. We're turning 60. <laughs> Thanks for going through menopause. <laughs> We're so excited. <laughs> We've been through menopause. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how cool. are you? How is your life? How is quarantine I'm, slash vaccine world now? I don't know what to call it. Right? Everything's opening up and you're like, stop. It's too fast. But it also is. fun. But actually stop. That's kind yeah. of where I am. I'm, yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm, like, working on a bunch of stuff. My podcast is coming out slowly, week by week, which is nice, that I recorded at the beginning of quarantine, so that's bizarre to watch how not okay I was to now. Compared to now. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm good. I have a dog now. I know. He's so cute. I know. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, he's great. A uh, little trauma pup. Just like his mom. And uh, <laughs> I'm... Um, and you hike uh, together. I follow you. I hike, see all your beautiful would, trips. I'm a hike dyke and uh, <laughs> falling into that category of lesbian. Is, um, that, a, is that category? The, the hike dykes of LA? <laughs> Here's the thing. Yes. And I'm going to tell you what, I might have made it up, but it is an absolute thing now. I love it. Yeah, it yeah. sounds really cool. It's like yeah. a nice ring to it. I love the, the rhyming. The old hike dyke. Um, I think there's, they call them Swiss Army Knife 
uh, lesbians, which means you, it's kind of, but like, come on, that's a long, it's also That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, come on, give him the, give him the rhyme, give him the cute name. Yeah. Give him the rhyme. Um, (laughs) But I'm good, yeah, we do, we hike, we do all that, I'm working on uh, movies and TV stuffs and everything's opening up in that world and that's really exciting and we'll move at the pace of 12 years, I'll have something out, but, uh, (laughs) of course, as it always is, but it's good, it feels good that stuff's opening up and I have a girlfriend, which is crazy, you um, do? Like, okay, last time we spoke, that was not happening yet. I'm so no, happy for you. I was stumped, and I, my life was horrendous. Um, she's a Jewish witch, which we, you know. Oh, my God, we out. love. Yeah. Some, my love. people. Jewish witch who's a therapist. It's great. I'm a disaster um, because <laughs> I don't know how to be in a relationship without going full psychotic. But... It's good. It's slow. It's good. I'm a trauma therapy. No, you don't. You say psychotic, and I say, Morgan, you put yourself into it. You give your whole heart to someone. You really do. I do. I've seen you in relationships. I'm very walls up because of the old dump. The old dump. Got it. Got it. How did you meet? We met my roommate. She's one of my roommate's best friends, and my roommate was like, come to this Halloween party. Like, kind of. She was low-key setting it up. Right. And... Then we met and then started dating. And it hasn't been that long. We just used the term girlfriend, but that's been great. And so, yeah, that's it. I'm in trauma therapy. What else do you want? <laughs> I love it. I feel like more I'm people sober. should embrace being, she's sober. You're killing it right now. It sounds like you're doing really well. I, you know, I am today. Yes. Ask me tomorrow. We don't know. But today, yes, I'm good. I'm also loving being on your pod. I'm excited. I I'm so love happy. You. I love seeing you too. I, we've had some fun nights together in New York. We, that is very true. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> I have some wild memories. This is pre-sober Morgan, but pre-sober. I have some wild <laughs> memories of Morgan. <laughs> I remember fun. <laughs> so <Girls>. fun. <laughs> I will never forget the night you did, I think it was the second time you did the drunk web series beauty shots that we did back in the day, and you were fully made up in makeup, and I remember we were like in Dave Bloodband's apartment, and you like grabbed my arms, and you were like, I have to get on a bus to go to Philly, maybe? You were going somewhere, you were like, don't let me miss my bus. I was like, okay. I don't know where the night took us, but I was like, I hope Morgan made her bus. I I did make the bus. I was visiting a girl that I was dating in Philly. And she See? told me she lived in New York and chaotic. <laughs> she was a pillhead nurse. It's, you know, it just was chaos. But that night was really fun. That, that whole really thing. Mike fun. did it too. Yes. And Mike's the best. So that's so funny that you remember that. Yeah, I did have to get I on the bus at like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I remember because we went to a party or something and you were like, yeah, I'm just going to like go at like, I'm like, who travels at 2 a.m. to make sure you could like have your night in New York, like go out to a party. And then you're like, yeah. And then I'll just travel until the morning hours (laughs) and then visit someone and be totally fine to have a visit. I know that's funny. Pure chaos. Uh, Oh, my God. So. You've been busy in core, obviously. Have you been working jobs? Have you been doing jobs? Have you been unemployed no, at all? Unemployed. She unemployed. Yes. I'm on the pod. Unemployed. Hard. <laughs> yeah. 
I was working, um, I was doing after school programming um, for high school kids. I was teaching like soccer and basketball before. Nice. The old, the old panty. Yeah. And then that obviously went fully away as schools did as well. So then they furloughed us and I've been on unemployment and haven't, they haven't contacted us to come back. So yeah, I've been really kind of working on my own stuff slash myself. Which is As you I should. Think. And I think the big thing a lot of people have done over quarantine is, like, working on themselves and yeah. figuring out what the fuck you want to do with your life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what's important anymore, yes. right? Like, the things we took for granted before the pandemic, like, nothing's the same anymore, I feel exactly. like. Yeah. There was um, a moment of existential crisis for me where I was like, Charlie and I are just going to go, you know, middle America and make jam and not ever speak to Oh, Yeah. I saw your, but he's you not did go on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> he's not good at making jam, so I do most work. Um, we did. We went on a, a hiking trip, like a, I think that one was 12 days or something, the two of us, which was really fun. Before your photos that, wanted, were incredible. Like, I yeah. just remember being like, oh, Morgan's on the edge of the world right now with this cute dog and, like, yeah. living her dreams. Yeah, and then before that, I went on the 16-day solo camping trip before I got Charlie. So it's been a lot of soul-searching and figuring out what I... And, you know, it was all post-breakup, so it was ripe for just, like, get to know yourself and like yourself, and you don't I'm proud of you. And so many people don't, you know? And they stay in shitty relationships, and they don't figure out why things didn't work out, like... You're fucking, like, you're doing the work, as they say. Yes, as they say. I am. Yeah, well, I and I say all this not to brag, but to say I'm I'm very sick. I'm a very (laughs) sick human who needs a lot of therapy and recovery and uh, soul-searching. But, yeah, no, it's been been good. It's, you know, it's been horrible for, as always, for everyone, but it's also been good looking back and now things are opening up and... And you put it into your art. You made this podcast. You talked to a bunch of great people. It's so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, um, you were, your episode, I got. I actually got a ton of really great feedback on your episode. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. Uh, everyone was like, I relate to this girl so hard. Like, Oh, that makes me feel so good. I don't share yeah. what I shared on your pod a lot, and it's, um, it's hard. And Ellen, you'll have to listen to it. I will. <laughs> no, for sure that... I, I've actually you've gotten the most feedback because um, I think yeah you yeah I think you've gotten the most feedback even though like Corinne was on and stuff but a lot of people were like yeah Anna was so relatable and Aww. that story reminds me of, I'm also like in recovery so a lot of my yeah. friends are like I totally just identify so much with her so it's been great you've helped a lot of people oh my god Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm happy to, you know, I, I experienced it firsthand with my parent, my dad and my sister and my ex-boyfriend. And it's like, you know, you learn a lot and you want to give back your own story. I don't know. That's how people learn. Um, it's great. Okay. Well on this podcast, we like to talk about jobs. Um, Oh, God, and no jobs and and an internship. We were talking about internships, unpaid internships beforehand. But I want to start with you. I want to know what was like, what was Teenage Morgan like? Did you ever, what was like the first job you had? Did you know you wanted to be in comedy? Where were you in your life then? Great. I love it. I love it. Let's start from the beginning. (laughs) If you really want to get 
way far back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been thinking about this. In, and I think, I think as a kid, as like a kid kid, probably in like second or third grade, I picked up the pine cones in the backyard and I got, I got, I think, an, this is crazy because I'm not like in your years old. In your own backyard? Like in your parents' own, house? My parents, <laughs> yes, my parents' backyard. And I got, I think I got a dime per pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the forties. I can't go get a Coke for five. (laughs) What am I gonna do with that? There's I'd have to get so many pine cones to even get ten (laughs) dollars. Did your house have a lot of pine cones? It did. We had a lot of pine cones. Like not that many. Not enough to make that kind of debt in my parents' pocket, but I think it was it was the first time where they were like, okay, here's how you can make some money. So I also feel like your parents probably were like, you know, you want to know a good way to distract the kids? Yeah, totally. <laughs> make them fucking pick up pine cones for hours and give them pennies. <laughs> yeah, pennies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was my first experience with like, kind of having a job. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks, mom and dad. I've learned the value of a dollar. I'm good to go into the workforce now. Great, throw me in there. Um, so that was my first. That was my first experience with that. And then I didn't have a job in. I didn't have a job in high school or um, college because I was a fucking crazy jock. I was like a huge okay. jock. Um, and I do you have older? You have older siblings too, right? Where are you in? Older. Are you the baby? I'm the baby by a lot, and I act like it, too. That's also why you didn't have a job in high school or college. They were like, she's the baby. She's a sp- athlete, right? I spoil the shit out of her. But I will say this. I did all this stuff to get a scholarship and play in college. So nice. in a way, it did transfer in that way because I got... From doing all this stuff, I got a scholarship to play at Duke and a good amount of money to basically pay for college. So that's amazing. So wait, what did you play? Off. What did I you play? The cross. Oh, and I, I was know famously straight in college. Wow, the star lacrosse player. So did you date in dudes? a sorority? In a sorority, <laughs> Pi Beta Phi. Thank you. Oh yeah, I had boyfriends. <laughs> I had this, uh, the hot stud soccer boy was my boyfriend. Oh my God, power couple, the sports power couple. Sports power <laughs> couple. And then when I quit and I joined the improv team, then the hot improv guy was my new boyfriend. Wow. Um, yeah, lots of boyfriends left being famously straight. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, my, and then my job in, co- literally it's like a full-time job in college to play D1 sports, so I was... Yeah. That's what I was doing and paying for college that way. So, yeah, I didn't really join the workforce and really until after college. And nice. I, I feel, of course, very privileged for that. Well, like, D1 lacrosse, were you, like, did you think you'd wanted to, like, play professionally after that? Were you, like... No, because there's <laughs> no... Nobody fucking knows anything about women's lacrosse. Um... If basketball, if I went that route, maybe. But no, I never was like, that's going to be my thing. And then I studied psychology and business and theater. Just wow. being like, I don't know what I want to do. And then I 
I decided, you know, I wanted to do comedy in college, and then I moved to New York straight after. I love that business, psychology, lacrosse, and theater. I'm like, theater one, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, yeah. And it was a minor in theater. So I was like, that's the one. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. But I joined the improv team my senior year, and then I was like, oh, I'm not looking back. This is too great. This is too fun. So You were so good at improv. I mean, I just remember you on teams at UCB, and, like, you can do anything on a stage in improv. Thank You're fearless you. in improv. You're a fearless player. Yeah, I'm, it, it's the joy. It was such a joy. It's what I needed when I moved to New York because stand up is such a grind, an awful grind. That pairing that with improv was imperative. But yeah, it was also exhausting. I was doing everything on top of jobs. Just so crazy when you move to New York and you're like, but you're a young gun, right? I was twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's, yeah. And then, yeah, so then, then I got a job at a hedge fund, <laughs> which is the crazy. <laughs> that was your first job in New York? That was my first job in New York, yeah. I Doing was, what, an assistant? I was, I was an office manager. Okay. And I, slash receptionist, and I was I was was temping. I was doing a lot of temp work as mm-hmm. one does. Yeah. And hopping around places. And then this place said they wanted to hire me permanently and they offered me an insane amount of money to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I could work until five and then go to open mics at five thirty, start doing them at five thirty. But I had to get there at eight thirty. But yeah I had a nine an eight thirty to five job Monday through Friday when I started doing like twenty open mics a week and stuff like that. Oh my so, God. Oh yeah, no moderation. It was crazy, and I was. And then after so your five thirty mic, though, job. you would. I was gonna say yeah, because after your five thirty mic, you'd probably go and do improv like late at night at UCB or whatever. Yeah, well, I would bounce. I'd go like to a mic, and then I'd hit practice for my home, and then I'd go hit another mic. After. <laughs> so it was just craziness. It was so crazy. crazy, and I was so bad at that job. I was so, I was like always hungover. Always, mm-hmm. just never not, or still drunk. And they loved me. They yeah. just, you know what I mean? They just loved me. This is me. how my, when I was the office manager at the venture capital firm. Yeah, I was always hungover. Oh my God, so same thing. So much in common. Totally, I know. Totally but did you do this? I did a smart move. I was like, you know what we should do? Monday's croissant day. Friday is bagel day. Oh my God. <laughs> I'd be like, let's have like days, you know? And I, just so I could like feed myself to like <laughs> be okay to work. All day. <laughs> yes, yes. That's great. We always had food for some reason. There was always leftover food. Oh, and also, that job gave you, like, $16 to order to lunch. So mm. I would order lunch and make sure I had a dinner, too. I would order both. So I didn't spend any money yeah. for, like, two years. And I just made money, and I saved a ton of money, like, a ton of money, when, and then I quit. But... Yeah, I was t- I was horrible. I-, I was sleep in the kitchen, the like other kitchen. I would like sleep with my back against the door, so if someone pushed it, I would wake up. Oh no! Craziness. So crazy. And then um, they offered me a promotion, and they were like, "We want you to work on the floor and actually like be working like at a hedge fund as like a." And I was like. I came in here, I told you I'm a comedian. No, thank you. That was I was going to say, did you tell them or did you lie to get the job? Because, like, no. 
because I, I told them when I came in, I said, I'm a comedian, this is what I want to do. And at one point, they said, hey, we're going to need you to stay till six, actually. And I just was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I told you I wouldn't, I have to go do sets, I'm not. And they were like, okay, well, we'll just get someone else to fill in from five to six. So they got someone to fill, they loved you that much that they were like, we'll get a temp for the one hour Morgan needs to bounce? It was one, it was someone else who was like a assistant that covered my job for that hour. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. I I mean, I guess I got my job because they liked, they were like, you have a dog? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, would you bring him in to work? And I was like, can I? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And they liked my outfit and told me I accessorized well. I had never worked as an assistant or, like, an office manager. No, me neither. And they were just like, we like how you dress and the fact that you have a dog and you could you worked in restaurants that you could get us reservations at. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, sold. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a yeah, ton they, of money. <laughs> yes. Right? Just throwing it at you for sending yeah. a FedEx a week. That's literally <laughs> what I did. <laughs> but, the yeah. And then the, if I... Also, with fucking hedge funds, I had Duke on my resume, and they were just like, oh, yeah, a Duke graduate, yes. So smart. Yeah. Not looking at, you know, also that I played sports there. It's just, like, such a douchey fucking (laughs) industry that they're like, sports at Duke? We're going to hire her. Yeah. Um, She fits in in this crowd. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. She fits (laughs) in with these, like, coked up, you know, people (laughs) making trades. Um, but yeah, and then I was, I was very much the go-to person at that job for everyone to bitch about how much they hated it there. Mm, nice. It's like what you're, yeah, it's so. Cause you were a psych major. They're like, Morgan's easy to talk to. Let's all talk to Morgan. And I was like, I don't want to hear about how much you hate your, this, I don't like it here either. <laughs> like no one's having a good time. Yeah. But yeah. So that was my, yeah, that was my first job and like job job. How did it um, end? You quit? I quit. It was time for me to like, or I quit. I think I got touring company. And so I couldn't, I would have to take off Thursdays and Fridays sometimes. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, this is my time to quit. And so, so yeah. Touring company for people who don't know, it's at UCB theater, right? That you would go to colleges and do shows like. Yeah. A long weekend. Yeah. A long weekend. And they paid us garbage to do that. (laughs) Absolutely like negative money. Um, But yeah, but so I couldn't do both. So I was like, okay, well, this is my time and it seems right. So I, and I'd saved a ton. And so I got that's smart. You life. saved. Yes. I, yeah, I'm really good with money, um, which I don't know really why. My parents didn't teach me about money at all, but I'm very good at it. So those pine cones. I believe the pine cones taught you. It was the yeah. pine cones. And if there are any parents <laughs> out there with kids that are just ripely the age of 10, uh, you can do that. You can take that because that's what that's what it was. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's good. I, I was good with money, so I had all that. That's had a great. Bunch of savings, and then I was touring, and then got into the nanny business. Oh, I think I met you when you were nannying. Actually, yeah. that sounds that rings a bell. Yeah, Between I love because I got into the nanny business. The nanny business. <laughs> Between then and then, though, I worked at a. I did. I did wait tables. Oh, you did? I did wait tables. Yeah. Where? In New York City. Uh, yeah, Wildwood Barbecue. Oh, no way. Yeah. Love it. Very douchey <laughs> crowd <laughs> yeah. um, in Union Square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, I worked, yeah, I worked, that was, that was such a hard job. That was a really hard job. Um, My first restaurant job was in Union Square. And where did you work? I worked at a place called BLT Fish and Fish Shack. And it was like 17th Street between like 5th and 6th. Was it part of the bigger chain? BLT, yeah. Yeah. It was like there were, they had a million restaurants. Right? There were four in the four. city. Okay. Yeah. I was part of some, like, thing where they had, like, 15. It was this big corporate thing while we were yeah. just part of this I remember thing. Wildwood Barbecue. I don't know yeah. if it's still there, but. No, no. It, 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 before I left New York, it had closed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was a really hard job. Yeah. That was the most grueling work. It's was that your only of, time in restaurants? That was my only time. Yeah, that was my only time in restaurants. Wow. Yeah. In and out. But you're in better for it. I got, I got. I also got, I got fired. That was one job I got fired from. Why? <laughs> um, what happened? <laughs> um, I, crazily, it wasn't because I was drinking on the job or being crazy or not getting orders right. It wasn't because of any of that. It was because... Okay. It's part of this big corporation, so they had very strict rules about IDing people, and two people came in. They had people come undercover to make sure you're IDing people. (laughs) Fuck. Wow. So so these two girls came in um, to, like, that were, like, you know, the spies of the company or whatever, and I checked their IDs, and they were expired, and I didn't see that they were expired. Oh they man! Fired me. They fired me the next day. They set you up. I know. They set. And you I wasn't up. even supposed to work that shift. Wait, that's crazy. They were like, "All right, here." They planned to fire you. They were like, "You're gonna show expired IDs. She is not gonna see it." And right? <laughs> we're fine yeah. to fire her. <gasps> so crazy. Yeah. Not even like a warning. <sighs> like they're homegrown like, shit. I don't like that. <laughs> no warning. And I knew, I knew immediately that I'd been sniped. And so I went up to my manager and I was like, I just got fucking, I just really messed up. And I'm so sorry. And if there's anything I can do to, you know. Because they got the beers and then they didn't drink them and they got up and left. And I was like, (gasps) the sting operation. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. So crazy. And I was so sad. I, you know. Crying in Union Square for hours. Oh no, that's like a normal Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's where everyone goes to cry. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. I felt at, right at home. That yeah, Starbucks, so. the two Starbucks on either side. You know how many times I've yeah. cried. In <laughs> like a hot chocolate will make me better. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was the one. That's the only time I've been fired, and. I should have been fired for a million other reasons, but that was the that was the reason. But I hate that. This is crazy. This yeah. is crazy, and I also made it so much money because still famously straight at that time in my life. Well, figuring it out, kind of by ish, mm-hmm. and all these like douchey Wall Street guys would come in and hit on you, and then give you like three hundred dollar tips. It's yeah, crazy. you got to work it in restaurants for that. You, you know, it you sucks, really but it also is worth it. Like I talk about crying on Christmas, even though I was Jewish. So I had to work and I'd be like, couldn't afford to see my family this year. And they're like <laughs> dropping dollars. I've told that on the pod. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. <laughs> you know, 
Do what you got to do. Make that money. What you got to do. Did you, you worked in restaurants? For seven years. Yeah. I did the opposite. I worked in restaurants for seven years and then I was doing like too much comedy at night and I couldn't work at night. If I took off a shift, I wasn't making money. And my restaurant I worked at at the time, I was the maitre d' and like lunch was like not existing. You know what I mean? So I was like, I only made money at night. So I was like, I'm going to get a day job. And that was when I left restaurants and got the job at the venture capital firm. And uh, because I was like, I want to be able to perform at night and not not make money. Yeah. But it's hard. years. I know. Well, that was also college. I started in college. So I did like three. But that's where I learned like, oh, I can make a lot of money in restaurants. Like I was doing coat check in the middle of Boston, making like $300 a night. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm rich. Like it's just straight up cash in my, yeah, in my pocket. Right? It's so much cash that you go home with. I'm like, where do I put all this cash? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Seven years. Yeah. I think I lasted eight months. And then they <laughs> That's fired. a lot. I always say everyone should work in a restaurant for like even a month of your life. You will be a better person for it. You will treat people kindly when you go out. You will understand more. I don't know. Or you'll be like me. And after seven years, you'll be like at a restaurant. You're like, I can do all of your jobs better than you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You suck at this. One or the other. Yeah. You either get humble or a huge ego. There's no in between after you work at a restaurant. I I thought of it as like, there was a part, I was very humble and then I was like, nope, now I can't, I have no patience for these fucking people. Don't you know what side to pour my water up? Like I. (laughs) (laughs) That specific. Uh, I agree. I've always said that. I think people should have weighted tables at some time in their life because it really is, you will treat everyone differently in Mm -hmm. that industry. Yeah. For sure. But in New York, didn't you also get the conversation every day where they're like, are you an actor? Are you, is there something else you want to be doing besides this? Uh, <laughs> and you're like, no, I, I wanted to serve you disgusting barbecue. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. It was always shitty conversations <laughs> like that. It's I a was, mind fuck. That job was, it's a mind fuck. You're like, yeah, idiot. I have dreams and not like to work here. <laughs> you know, on a Saturday. Um, but that that job in general was so humbling. It was just so bad. They were the manager was horrible, super like hitting on all the wait staff. Ugh. I didn't hit you know, I I wasn't having any of that, so he hated me from the get go. And, you know, it just was like so packed. We had Nights that were just so crazy and packed. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think everyone should work in the service industry at some point. Yeah. So you got out. You got out of the restaurant, and then you started. You were like, I, I want to be a nanny. <laughs> was that the well, point? I was like, Fuck! What do I do now? Yeah, I was like, I guess this is the. the By the way, this is a very normal path for a New York comedian to be like. Absolutely, yeah, I'm right on the nose. Ellen has heard so many people now be like, I tempt, I babysat, I I did a restaurant, I I did this. You're hitting like all of the boxes. Yeah, like not everyone has done nannying restaurants and hedge fund, but (laughs) yeah, Morgan's done it all. Done it all. Yeah, yeah. So then I went into yeah nannying. I think I found the job on some on Facebook or something. And I needed these two kids for like two years. And then I quit that 
Was it like, reason? how old were they? Were, were, like, how much did you have to do for them? You know what I mean? One like, pick them up baby, at school? Baby. One was oh, like whoa. four months and the other was two. So I had my hands full. But the mom was always there working. It was such a weird situation. <laughs> and then, oh, I remember why I left because I didn't, I thought she wasn't parenting them well. Like, she wasn't. <laughs> She wasn't Uh-oh. socializing the kid. Like, she wouldn't take him on play dates. He was always inside. He was like, I could see him, like, not progressing as a human. And I was like, I can't be around to watch this. And then I also was, at that point, well-known enough in improv that I could basically... I just did improv workshops for people, and I made enough money to do that. Mm. Did, like, four of those a month and made enough money. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I, was I love that the psychologist in you was like, I cannot watch this woman fuck up her child. <laughs> I know, right? I was so, it was really upsetting. It was so upsetting. Yeah. yeah. And I was, yeah, it was bad. You know, I'm very openly a recovering alcoholic and a drug addict. And I was just like, also not in a place to be taking care of kids at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... You know, I did, and now that when someone asks me to take care of their kid, I'm like, oh, this is how you need to take care of a <laughs> child. Um, right. But, yeah, so I, so, yeah, there was a point where I was like, I can't watch this kid, like, not progress socially. As Yeah, because I did study, actually, child psychology pretty intensely in um, college. So, yeah, so then I needed, and then, and also during that needing time, I was touring and doing stand-up. So I was making some money doing that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as like every comedian, I was like, wherever we can kind of get the next money, wherever mm-hmm. it's going to work. But yeah. yeah. Did you do any like weird, especially people at UCB, if you were on that email list, you got offered like weird shit. Did you do any yeah. weird gigs that like you remember like through them? Even shoots, I feel like there were like, they were always right, like, like they were PAs or you wanted to do something. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I ever did like an odd job. My memory is terrible from all the drugs <laughs> I've done, but <laughs> like so many whippets. But I, um, I so I don't think so. I don't think I did any like odd jobs. I might have helped like uh, my friends who were like moving companies. They worked at moving companies. I might have helped them sometimes Mm. but I don't think no I think I kind of was I didn't take any of those jobs you were Um, like I remember you were shooting like sketches and stuff like you did like stuff with above average and yeah I was making yeah above average gives you like $50 a shoot which is so (laughs) insane so crazy Um, but yeah I was like getting small things here I like booked a Papa John's Ghostbusters commercial like small things here and there and I'd saved enough money but um yeah, so I was getting, like, small jobs that way, but, no, it was it was nannying, and then I quit, and then I was like, oh, I can just teach improv, and that's great. Oh, I was teaching improv. I was coaching improv, too, for years and years and years. Nice. Um, so much at one point. It was, like, <laughs> the worst. Um, so when They I probably could, like, loved you, though. Like, you're very, yeah. I feel like you'd be such a fun improv coach just to be, yeah. like, get people out of their heads you know yeah 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 i had a very strong philosophy a very strong uh improv philosophy (laughs) 
<laughs> something you want to share with the class, or is this Kill kept me. in the chest for when people <laughs> book you? Uh, no, my philosophy was like leading with love and kindness and like bringing good energy into the room is like the number one thing you want to do in it. Mm-hmm. And that's like a deeper level of yes and. But yeah. I was very like philosophical about it when I would teach workshops. I was like, okay, here's like my philosophy. People <laughs> did like love it. But I was so I love into that. that. Yeah. But you so. can see that even knowing you as a performer. I'm like, Morgan's the type of person like you don't want to. You don't, you, you, there are people you're scared to go out with. Like if you're in a scene with Morgan, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> like whatever right. happens, like you will make sure it's fine. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I it'll just had a moment. Crazy, but I remembered a DCM moment. Do you oh, remember no. this? It was at the beast. You probably don't even remember this. It was at the beast. And I think it was Aaron Kafitz had a show about wrestling or something. And like, I was in the bar and you were in the show and he was like, Anna, will you do this show with us? It was like 4 a.m. at the Beast, you know, one of those shows where everyone's like half naked and too drunk. And, you know, Ellen, this was the like 24 hour improv festival that went on for like three days. And people were mentioning this. People were not. We were not. okay. so I remember it was like 4 a.m. And Aaron's like, come do this show. I was like, I don't want a wrestling improv. I don't want to do that. And he was like, yes. And there was, I just remember there was a scene and I was like pinned down. I probably didn't even try. And I'm like laying on the stage. And I remember you got on top of me to like wrestle. Yeah, hey, I'm going for it. I'm like, this is how I'm going to die. It's like Morgan and Aaron on top of me ready to like beat the shit out of me at four o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So insane. So crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That, So fun. That was so crazy. So fun. At 4 a.m. I mean, that the danger that came with a 72 hour straight festival of improvising. I just had 24 hours, three days. I didn't even do the math. I was like, it went forever. <laughs> it did go forever. It was crazy. Yeah, 4 a.m., all bets are off. You didn't know. Oh, was God, happen. yeah. It was so fun back then, though. Oh, it my was, God. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. So then you were full-time improv, and you were doing stand-up, and then you moved to L.A., right? And you were like... I moved to L.A., and yeah. then I was like, I'm going to do the big move. I'm going to move to L.A. And I moved here and I got work as a P. Pe- well, I got here and I insanely got a job working on historical roast battle, which was. Oh, sick. Yeah, which was really crazy. I was a researcher, which was cool, but I pitched a bunch of jokes that got in it, but they'll never give me writing credit ever for it, which is how it works. Um, but so I got that right away, but that was short-lived. And then I PA'd on um, a stand-up special for Chris Red. I think that's who it was. I, that's crazy that I don't remember who I fucking <laughs> I like Chris Red. I hope it was for him. <laughs> I don't think it was. But uh, <laughs> but then I PA'd, I PA'd for that, and then I was just not getting jobs in the industry really anymore so then this other job fell into my lap because my ex her she nannied these kids in that um the mom of one of those nannies was like worked at the school and Mm. said 
wanted me to come and, and she was a theater teacher at that school. So she wanted me to come and do improv as an after school programming thing. So I came and did that and it didn't catch at all. Like nobody wanted to do it. And, (laughs) um, and then the guy liked me so much. He was like, well, do you do anything else? I was like, yeah, sports all the time. So then they just switched me to sports. It was a great job. I loved it. That's great. I got to be outside for four and a half hours just playing sports with high schoolers who were great and it was really fun and it was part-time and easy and yeah so that was a I mean I kind of that fell into my lap too and then I babysat here and there mm-hmm. um because I wasn't doing stand-up for money anymore because you were right. out here and you're like they're like you're not anyone if you don't have a tv credit they're just like I don't know who you are it's so hard it's so crazy because you could get up and do an amazing set, but it's so hard yeah. to get the the spots. <laughs> so hard, and I had just gotten my own show at UCB, mm-hmm. and then COVID hit. <sighs> oh man, I, I feel like right now we're at that place. Even in New York, like you know, clubs are opening up slowly and stuff. But like the people on the shows right now are like the cream of the crop who haven't been performing for the last however long right. year. So it's. It's hard to be like, hey, can I get a spot when you you see the names who are going up? In, even in clubs, I'm like, they're not always there. But. Right. Yes, you know. totally. So I'm trying to start a show here. Once nice. Once get more cleared up. It's the best way to, it's yeah. the best way to get to know comics and start getting spots is just run your own show. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, also that's in the works as well. But yeah, it sucked. It sucked. Great. I want a spot when I come to LA. So you better get Absolutely. your show up and running. Up when are you running. coming? Get your ass out here. Are you I know. Did you move here? I lived there for a year. I love LA. I you lived there for. Lived here for a year? Mm hmm. I did a long time ago. I, I like moved to New York right after I graduated because I had a job in a restaurant there. And then. All my friends from school, I was a TV major. They all moved to L.A. So I was like FOMO. I was like, oh, everyone's there, and I'm here in New York. So I went for a year. My dog, I had, I got my puppy, and we went to L.A. Like, <laughs> just like left. Whoa. My ex was in New York, so that was hard, too. We were like, oh, we'll just be long distance. That, like, slowed me down there. And yeah. then after the year when my lease was up, I was like, I made so much more money in New York than I did in L.A., especially in restaurants. Uh, and I was like, it's weird. I got, I was like booking, like I, they got called me in for like theater stuff in LA. And I was like, why am I, uh, what? So I went back to New York. I was like, whatever. I can always go back. I went yeah. back every year to like, I shot like my web series there and stuff. Cause I had a lot of friends who were like in the industry and I was like, right. I love it here, but I need to make more money. And yeah. So Would you guys happened. ever move out here? Like, yeah. Like- we talk about it. We might come in August. Maybe. I don't know. We got to see where we're at job wise, but our lease is up in August. It's either oh, within three blocks of us in Williamsburg or LA. <laughs> it's exciting. It's exciting. LA's good. You know, everyone's moving here. I know. And I had to make the leap. You know, I had a very serious conversation with my brother, and he was like, if you really want to make it and try and do film and television, you have to come to LA. And I was like, okay. Here we go. Let's go. And I'll just pull the trigger and do it. Yeah. And yeah. And I it's feel, great here. I was going to say, I feel better. I did it. I was 24 and I lived there for the year. And like, I feel like, like I, when I go back to visit all the time, I'm like, oh, well, here's where I like to go to lunch. And here's where I used to like yeah. to do this. And like, I still had, you know, it felt like I trained myself to 
to come back at some yeah. point. So Well, fingers crossed. I hope you guys move. I know. Then we'll get to hang out and hike with our dogs. Yes. Oh, my God. The dream. <laughs> I can't imagine Bobby hiking. <laughs> oh my god! I used to make him go up Runyon like every day. He was like one pound, and I was like, "He'll be fine." <laughs> He's so cute. He is so cute. I did have to carry him at some point, you know. Like there were always the points where he's like, "Please pick me up," because he likes to be held. But you know, yeah. I um, love the naming our dogs after my Charlie's Charlie Chaplin. He's named after Charlie Chaplin. I love it. Huh. I love it. Yeah, I named Bobby Flay a long time ago because I watched a lot of Food Network and he was a redhead. And, uh, yeah. There, I remember in L.A., like, when I first got him, there was a girl on the street and she was like, Billy Joel, get over here. And I was like, oh, is this my, my soulmate? Like, this girl. I was like, I'm sorry, did you say your dog's name was Billy Joel? She's like, yeah. So I was funny. like, I like you. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. Um so I had one question. You started famously dumped after a famous breakup of yours. That uh, everybody knows about. Everybody yes. knows about. But I want to know, you know, how have have your jobs ever been a part of like any of your breakups? Do you know what I mean? Like has or their jobs has has employment ever come in the way? Because I feel like it has for me in points. What? Yeah. Well, that's I would love to know about your points. Well, so my ex was an actress so there was an element of jealousy i will say that it wasn't big but it was there and it wasn't big and and because she's an actress and i don't call myself an actress i'm not i'm a comedian through and through and she was but she was like booking commercials and stuff and i'd be totally lying if i was saying that i wasn't like semi-jealous of that yeah um and but we talked about it we used to talk about that a lot of like okay we need to know that this is going to be a thing. Um, but Did you go in for the same kind of commercials ever? Uh, sometimes. And then also I got my commercial agent through her kind of. And then we would go out for a lot of lesbian couples mm. together. Um, and we, ne- we never booked a... <laughs> we had a couple like close ones, but we never booked a... Uh, together uh, we do a book together because they don't think we're like the quintessential what they want you know really mask butch lesbian mm-hmm. with like hot femme you know and it was like hot femme with like me that's like are you tomboy <laughs> what's going on with you um so we never <laughs> we never booked in there but you Again, know, commercial it, world is so fucking one note, right? They're like, we note. see it. This is how we see a lesbian couple. The only way. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so that was like a point of jealousy, kind of. You know, I still worked at that school that I got that job through her. Mm. And so that was awkward when I saw the teacher because of that. And then, but that, so that was only sort of like that paid, played a little bit in that. And then specifically the nurse that I dated that played a huge role in us breaking up because Mm. she was doing night shifts and that's hard and she's a pediatric nurse very hard and I was super what I thought understanding which I was and then she very much gaslit me but I was (laughs) like I I would just be like she would disappear for three days just totally disappear wouldn't hear from her nothing and I was like, you're my girlfriend, so I would just, like, one text a day that's after a shift and is like, hey, love you, I'm so tired, going to bed, 
crazy chef talk to mm-hmm. you or whatever. Right. You didn't like, live together. That's crazy. She, yeah, no, we didn't live together. She, this was, she lived in Philly. She was like, oh, that's right. crazy. I can't believe you would ask that of me. That's so needy and clean. What? No. That's pretty... No, I was going to say, that's really, you're, you're letting her off easy with one, just one text a day. Yeah. I'd be like, where's my one text? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. She was, she totally gaslighting thinking I was the neatest, <sighs> most. Yeah. And so she was like, I can't, you're too, you're too needy because I, I have, you know, to work these overnight shifts or whatever. So that was like, that played a huge role yeah. in a breakup, but you know. That was that was also one of the most unhealthy relationships I've ever been in in my life. Uh, mm. Such enablers for each other, but mm-hmm. so that that played a role, and then which is interesting. But then it, I don't know if any of my jobs ever played a role in getting in a breakup. Mm-hmm. So. Got so. it. As comedians, though, don't you feel like when when you're dating people or when you're looking to date someone, like we were always like, I need, I don't want to date another comedian but like they are the only ones who understand like my schedule and my demand for like being out and going here and doing that and you know totally. sorry I have to yeah I have to tell jokes for seven minutes at this show very far away and I'll be totally. gone for three hours like totally totally yeah absolutely the first grade did in sobriety that was a big problem I wasn't available enough at night and I was like that's just the deal I'm just mm-hmm. that's the thing I can't be. This is my job, um, and then, but I did, before, she was like a social worker, so she worked days, and that was yeah. So and then, but then the girl before that was a cinematographer, so she understood that I had to be out at night. But yeah, totally. And then I dated. I've only dated two, really three comedians, but two are guys. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I so mean, they don't count anymore. <laughs> Is that how it works? No, they count. I love. They were sweet. You would know both of them. Which Who is, you dated? Yeah. Oh, you'll tell me after. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. I, if I, know, I knew well, people, it's forget. And then when I tell them who it is, they're like, "What the hell?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Um, and then I dated. What, I dated one girl. She's my first real girlfriend that I was out with, um, and she was a comedian, but she was an improviser. And then we broke up after two years and then other than that i was like i can't date comics anymore yeah it's too it's it's hard it's too hard you're too enmeshed it's like there's so much jealousy especially to like even just with my ex who was an actress it was like because we're both girls we were sort of going out for the same stuff kind of Mm -hmm. so it was really hard but yeah so i don't know if i could date another comic again. I gotcha. Just a gotcha. Jewish witch who's a therapist. That's I'm loving I mean. the Jewish witch. I love this <laughs> yeah. whole entire yeah. resume. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like this is great. It's good energy Absolutely. for you. It's good. Yeah. It is, it's very good energy. Yeah. Um, good. So I asked my friend, I was gonna, I, I crowdsourced to get a call. I asked my friend Paolo, uh, well, he responded and said, I would love to call in. And I just texted him and said, where, where are you? And he said, oops, time. I, I don't know what that means, but he's not here yet. Hopefully he'll call in in a sec, but, oh, I can't wait to see this guy. Paolo, are you here? Oh, you? Oh, Hi. My oh, my God. He's outside. Oh, I miss you. Oh, God, as I live and breathe. Look at you. 
Oh my God, Paolo, this is my friend Morgan, and this is Hello, my friend Morgan. Ellen. Hello. We love friends. Hi, hi. I, honestly, I'm so happy to see you. And you know, when I crowdsource for someone who's unemployed and could use a pep talk, I usually am looking for a stranger. But when you said <laughs> me, I was like, of course, I miss yeah, you man. and I love you. It's truly, I don't need an excuse to see you. And if anything, your 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 plea for a nice uh, pep talk was was is definitely needed today. So. Oh, what's going on? Where are you? I I remember. Yeah. Where are you in the world? Is my oh, first God. question. I mean, the summer. This is the funny thing. I've kind of so so real quick. These are the things that Morgan and Alvin were on, though, probably. Uh, so at the top of pandemic, I was working on a cruise ship. I was playing piano in the stage band, uh, and then March 13th happened, and I was literally one of those cruise members stranded in the middle of the ocean for two months. <laughs> There's documentaries about place. people like you right now. <laughs> it was me, about literally me. So, <laughs> um, and so, you know, we came back home, and then this was obviously not the world I was expected to come back to. Uh, and this is not, this is the worst example I can give, but it's the closest thing I've been able to explain it or, or reference it as is, you know, you remember the stories of all the, the Vietnam soldiers who came back home and they were expecting like a parade and things to celebrate them. And instead they just like got off at Port Authority and had to take the subway home. And it was like, oh, cool. Like all of that meant nothing. Shit. It's in a similar way. I'm just I haven't been able to unpack the story. I haven't been able to tell anyone about it. it it's all just this weird thing that's got swept up in the momentum every, of everything else that's been going on. Yeah. Uh, so now I am in Stratford, Connecticut, my old childhood home. Um, it's been nice to be close enough to the city that I can get back there whenever I need to uh, and close enough to kind of still really feel like I, I never like left left. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's getting to the point where it is time for me to properly come back. Uh, and today um, I, I just had to fully rip the cord on an apartment that I thought was super cool and would have been perfect for me and my fiance, Jesse. Uh, and, uh, you know, for whatever reasons, it just, it, it didn't happen. And it, it's okay. I'm, I'm not even bummed out for the sake of like, you know, these, these kinds of things happen, but it's the, the moment I'm being confronted with right now is how to reconcile the momentum, the speed, and the and, and and kind of the pace, the characteristics that I'm so used to having innately as a New Yorker, um, with the reality that even though I may be right on the heels of these things and and still actively in engaging myself towards it, uh, that it is still just going to take some time, and that there are still for as many things as we are becoming certain now, there's still so much that we cannot control. Um, yeah, so, we were talking yeah. about this. Morgan and I were talking about like how everything's opening up so fast and it's right. It's like stressful, but like it's good. But it's still like we're not sure we're not we're mentally not ready yet. We yeah. want to be ready. Exactly. But we're all just kind of in a in a place of standby. Yeah, you're not alone. And let me just say one thing. If I had a dollar for every apartment I loved in New York that I didn't get because someone <laughs> beat me to it, you know, with a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. application or like they're like, oh, your credit is like too below or whatever the fuck I needed. Like yeah. I'd be I'd I'd probably have a better apartment at this point. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be rich. <laughs> no, I just try to look at it as a blessing. You know, apparently there were probably just some bad vibes there that if we wound up moving in. What a fuck. Absolutely. The universe is looking out for you. I always believe that. Yeah. yeah. So oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And when I see you. Yeah. Haunted. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's true. I was gonna say when I see you, I'll throw you a parade for getting off that cruise ship because Please. you deserve. Thank you. You deserve candy and streamers and whatever the <laughs> parade floats. Parade floats. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <gasps> yeah. That's insane, though. How long were you stuck on it? Uh, we were actively, like, literally anchored in one spot, like, 50 miles off the coast of Greece for two full actual months. What? What? Yes. Yeah. When I tell you not one person got on or off the ship that was not directly related to getting us food. Yeah, that's why I was just about to ask. Yeah, Yeah. like, what was the food situation? Yeah, Yeah, that was it. They had, they had, I mean, uh, 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 operations like that, they have, like, these tiny ships that kind of just dart back and forth between Mm -hmm. ship and land. And they had that. And we got a taste of, like, what those guys were going through when we finally started the process to be sent back home and stuff like that. Uh, We left and we had to come back on the ship. full-blown like dudes in hazmat suits sprayed us down with like a ghostbusters spray from a oh vacuum. my god head to toe we had to put a towel over our face and literally disinfected from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet before we could come back on the ship okay can i ask were you were you getting paid while you were stuck on the ship uh so yeah, yeah i mean that's a lot of people have been asking that. i i we at, at a certain point the money just had to run out as much as any company wishes they could have just been like yeah of course we're going to keep on paying you this sucks and we can't predict things like they were also hemorrhaging money i i strongly feel like my company my ship in particular kind of set the standard for being like look it sucks for everybody but the last people you know the last people i'm going to start to penalize are the crew workers you know so uh within reason the way i always thought of it was look i'm not paying rent and i'm still getting fed i can go to the gym and as much as we need to be restrictive nobody had covid not 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 one we didn't have a case because we shut it down so hard as soon as it all happened wow yeah we were social distancing and stuff like that but at least for that first month you know you guys were all in the city when it was happening i was only just able to watch on the news and see my friends update on facebook just what an absolute epicenter it was and while that was all going on we you were okay. kind of only focus on what we where we were at and and it just it didn't it, it was hard for it to properly settle mm-hmm. for any of us until we were actually back wow that's such a crazy experience but don't be hard on yourself about getting back into your new york like you know fast-paced life like you've you've officially been stranded at sea <laughs> yeah. during a global pandemic not a lot of people put that on their yeah, pretty good story fucking resume in, in the autobiography yeah, oh my it's god a, it's a um it's your version of castaway <laughs> Truly. which is a little bit nicer but there wasn't a global pandemic in castaways yeah so. it was funny i you know this these cruise ships when you first walk onto them they are unfathomably large yeah. uh and then once you're once you cannot get off of it at all it gets They're very small, small very quick. Uh, oh, i bet and and you, i i one thing i was very grateful for i think immediately was that because there were so many of us from so many different places in the world, all packed into this now very, very small uh, enclosure, everybody lost their minds. But like <laughs> in very specific, like to them own self way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it helped me kind of just excuse like, look, even my friends back home and like things like that, it, 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 everyone is going to experience a moment of just 
weakness or bullshit or something like that. They're going to say something they didn't mean. They're going to act a certain way they did. And at least for the last year, I've just kind of been like, you know what? Everybody gets past this to a certain degree. You know, yeah. there, there, are, there are lines that we don't cross. But I'm like, you know what? Uh, for most of these cases, I'm just going to shake my head and be like, that eh, they're losing their mind as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have a very strong and like healthy point of view about all of it. I mean, like we were home and losing our fucking minds. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Sure. I mean, it's like, you know, the grass is always greener. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. But yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's just, it's you're just uh, obviously. Well, my pep talk for you is uh, when you said that, I was like, you're one of the most talented people I know. You can pick up any music and fucking just go for it and play. And I can't wait for us to be able to do some comedy shows again together at some point somewhere. It's only a matter of time. Hell, somewhere safe. But yeah, it's only yeah. a matter of time, right? And what is time anymore? A what whole year time? has no. gone by. <laughs> Did any of us get older? I don't think that happened. I don't no, think I don't think I think it was all put on freeze. I yeah, no, I've got two birthdays that I did not get to celebrate and I uh, will celebrate them before I acknowledge those numbers on my life. What is what's mm-hmm. when's your birthday? <laughs> I like how you started that question. It was like, what is your age? What is t- how hello? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm twenty nine. Uh, I actually turned thirty uh, in a month. You turned thirty in a month, which yeah, pretty made- stoked about it. Which makes, makes you a Taurus. Firmly. Firmly Taurus 3. Okay, well, here's my fucking pep talk, honey. Yes, as a give Taurus, it to us. <laughs> as a Taurus, you're very headstrong, and you're going to get through anything, and you're going to bowl through anything because you're a ball. So you got it in the bag. Tauruses are here to work. They're workhorses anyway. So you're going to be just fine, according to the stars. Hell yeah. And it's I love Aries that. season right now, so we're all just a shit show because Aries are all. We're, we're 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 only we're only ever on our way towards or just reminiscing from tourist season. So yes, but as a tourist, you'd be just fine in terms of employment. That's my opinion. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We're all we're all professionally unemployed, aren't we? We'll, you did we'll get. I remember when you got the book, The Cruise, and you were like, "This is one of my dream jobs because you get to play music you like, and you're traveling the world. You were in Greece, you were in all these like amazing countries and stuff, and like, and getting paid to do that and like see that. And I remember your your photos and stuff. Like you really, you were at like a a, a ten right before this pandemic. You know, for all of us who were at like a seven, a six, you know, I was like, ah. Oh, a couple good meetings lately you know hey things are gonna maybe i'll sell a show and you know and then the world shut down like i like that you were still in like the beautiful waters of greece yeah that was the funny thing too everyone kept on saying that to me they would see my photos and they're like oh well at least you have this beautiful sunset i'm like when you see the same island sitting outside and again you're not just you're not yeah it's all relative very isolating about having all the space around you and nothing, nothing, just nothing, just yeah. nothing. It's, it's, it's like you're sitting in a giant mirage. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. Cr- that's, yeah, that would drive anyone absolutely crazy. I can't believe, but I would never be like, I'm jealous of your situation. That's <laughs> so crazy <laughs> to be anchored in one spot. Even if you're in Greece, I don't care where you are. If you're in paradise or whatever, it doesn't matter where it was. Yeah, no, I did not care what the views looked like at a certain point. We all, yeah. <laughs> well, Paolo, you're going to be fine. You're going to be great. You, you survived ship 
shipwrecked for two months. You're, you're shipwrecked. I don't know what you call it. Exactly. Land land wrecked is fine. I'll be good. Land wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to be great. Um, but it's really great to see your face. And thanks for calling into the pod. You guys are so great. I'm I'm so glad that you extended this. I'm of course. so grateful to have met two of your friends and collaborators. Uh, and I am sure we will all get the chance to do something like that again uh, in the future. Yes, you're we a will. delight. You're a, he's yeah. a delight. <laughs> you're great. If Paul. you're ever in LA, you got to hit up Morgan. She does music too and comedy. So uh, thanks. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You picked it up. We're all we're all here. We're all. I'll see you when I actually get in the park. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. Good luck with the apartment search. Okay, I'll see you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. We'll get it. We'll get it. Bye, Paolo. Oh, Paolo, a dream. I love him. Such also, insane story. I can't. Have you guys watched that HBO doc yet about the cruise ship? No. Um, I didn't really oh, it's kn- good. know it existed, but now that I do. What's it called? It was really good. I forget the name. If you Google cruise ship COVID HBO. Bleh, bleh. Yeah, it's like a 40 minute documentary about like a cruise ship that, where the passengers had to stay on because they were like all quarantined. And it's just it was so it's so wild to see. I think it was in like. I don't know if it was on the West Coast or in the Caribbean, but it was like, you know, from the U.S. It's it's wild. Um, anyway, thank you for bringing in the Taurus energy. That was nice. You know, if we're gonna talk astrology, I got you. I got yeah. You. Am I okay as a Gemini? Because people react. They always react bad, and I know that from you. But no, you're a great Gemini. Female Geminis are much better than male Geminis. Do you know your Moon and your Rising? No. You got to find this out because that's okay. important as a Gemini. Okay. Get I'm going to text you what it is. Get okay. closer. Tell me because then I can tell you all the things. But no, Gemini get a really fucking bad rap, but you guys are, first of all, incredibly creative and um, brilliantly creative. So Ellen's that's... a Gemini too. So this is on behalf of both of us. Yep. Yeah. Both Geminis. You're a Gemini too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's four days before me. Whoa. Yep. In a room full of jammies. Okay. All yep, right. you're in a Zoom room full of jammies. I'm glad we well. told you this at the end because that felt, you know. <laughs> I would be like, I can't be here for an hour. Mood changed. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Mark, go. You're a delight. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on this pod and reliving your, you know, traumatic restaurant uh, office manager days for us. Um, yeah. The craziness. <laughs> the craziness. Where can Thank everybody you find me. you? Um. So I'm on social media. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats. Can you imagine if I was like, no. <laughs> She's like, I don't know that. Morgan Miller 1717 across the board, except for TikTok, which I've kind of blew up on. Yeah, you're huge on TikTok. Um, and my TikTok is Morgan Miller Talks, T-O-K-S. Um, so you can find me there, but definitely Morgan Miller 17 on Instagram. That's where everything you'll find shows, you'll find uh, famously dumped updates, all that stuff on there. Pictures of Charlie, lots of stuff of Charlie. Um, I love it. So yeah, you can see me there. And then in terms of like live stuff, nothing yet, but to be to be continued. So follow me on those things. Cool. And, and listen to the pod. Yeah, listen yeah. famously dumped. It's great. It's all about breakups not of your choosing. There's no other podcast that is solely about getting dumped. So it's cool. Cool. So li- so listen and email me your stories. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear people's stories. So 
I love it. My dog is choking right now. Guys, that's it. That's another episode of Unemployed with Anna Roisman. Uh, thank you so much for sticking around. If you want to see our beautiful faces, go check out patreon.com slash unemployed podcast. You know, and if you feel compelled, throw $5 a month keeps us going. Uh, you know, these things aren't easy to make. So we appreciate it. We love you. Go listen to the other episodes. Oh, my God. This was episode 60. Holy shit. Follow us. Find us. You know where to find us. I love you so much, everybody. You're not alone if you're unemployed. Peace. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed. And, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steel, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you. 